Hello everyone, welcome to Then Now Whatever, the wrestling podcast, episode 21. We're old enough to drink in America, Kyle. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm your host, the Doctor Among Men, Duncan Joyce, and I'm joined once again by the hardest working Triple H Mark in show business, Mr. Kyle Cambry. Hello, it's good to do another podcast, it's been a long time coming. It's been a while. <laughs> it has. We've got lots to catch up on, so what we thought we'd do is we'd do another Let's Watch Time of the seminal TakeOver Brooklyn 4, just from last weekend, as of recording. Yeah, we're going to use it as an opportunity to catch up on what we've been doing in the meantime, over our break, discuss SummerSlam, and of course discuss TakeOver as it's happening. So, Kyle, do you want to do a count-in to when okay. we press play? Three, two, one, and we're off. Off we go. So, it's the opening graphics here. Scene is up, Andre's up. <laughs> and then we're up to then now whatever whatever <laughs> how have you been Kyle um, I've been good um, it's been a long summer um, just doing little bits here and there trying to get um, my industry stuff um, up and running um, so I've been writing a few mm. scripts yeah um, I've been able to create a music video for a band called Solomon Gray, who are an incredible band, and I just think that everybody should check them out. Um, incredible. Um, they do quite a lot of um, soundtracks for um, TV, for uh, TV series, um, and they've released um, some albums, and yeah, I just highly recommend them. So I've been doing that, um, and yeah, just trying to get things out there, get things into the public domain, and see where it takes me. Nice one. How are you? I'm doing very well. Yeah, I had a very exciting summer over in America. Yes. Um, fantastic pictures. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just full of them. Um, so San Diego was where I started off. That was wonderful. Beaches everywhere. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Then off to Las Vegas where it was boiling. Wow. Oh, it's just incredible. Um, I had to go to the Nike shop to get me an England shirt to cheer people on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get wrapped up in World Cup fever. Uh, and then I was based in Northern Arizona for the rest of the time, so went around commuting to uh, Grand Canyon and other places, wow. uh, some little bit of hiking and stuff. That's good. That's good. So, like, when you're over there, is it when you say um, getting into World Cup fever? What what's the World Cup fever like over there? Is it? Well, the, the the ratings for Fox's World Cup shows are actually down this time because, of course, America didn't qualify. Yeah. The USA didn't qualify. Yeah. Uh, so that probably played a factor. But, yeah, it was... I mean, it was fine, really, because it was just about breakfast time. So yeah. It was kind of like when I was back in Australia and you get the Champions League on. Yeah. Just in time for breakfast. Yeah. Um, I suppose that's going to be um, similar when it's the, the showdown. The summer show, uh, super showdown. Yeah. Um, in Australia, will be wide awake, um, being able to watch it where everyone else might be. There's lots going on, and they got this thing in Shanghai that they're doing. Yeah. Have you seen um, John Cena on his Twitter today? Um, is it the picture where he's got quite longish hair, and you can see the vein from yeah. his neck? Yeah. Proper yeah. ripped. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. 
It's apparently as well. I read this morning. Um, so the women's evolution pay per view. Uh, apparently, according to um, what happened last time with um, the women not being allowed on, um, we're going to have a show in Saudi Arabia at the same time. Oh really? Mm, apparently. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Apparently, I'm guessing that gives the guys their pay per view. I don't know. You know. But it's, oh, Jesus. Oof. So that's, that's the so rumor. Yeah. Oh, get well taken Knox sign. That's nice. That is nice. We're in the Barclays Center in New York City in Brooklyn. Attendance of 14,896 for Takeover Brooklyn number four. Triple H called this a sellout despite the fact that there were 16,000 in attendance for SummerSlam. I believe whatever Triple H says. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Our commentary team are Mauro Ronaldo, Percy Watson and Nigel McGuinness. I don't think we've had the chance to discuss these lads as a unit. What do you make to them? Um, I think they're really good. I think they're really, really good. Um, I think they've got um, quite a lot of potential. Um, and they're one of those that you, you kind of you don't turn away from. Um, there, are, there are quite a lot of teams out there where you just think, oh, you know, fast forward a bit but mm. um, these guys I, I quite enjoy it's not often that you enjoy a heel tag team um, but yeah they're, they're really good yeah we're out here now are the NXT tag team champions undisputed era for our opening contest for the tag team champions they're going to try and turn back the challenge of Mustache Mountain Tyler Bate and Trent Seven I've just realised you was on about the commentating team weren't you oh yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I like Nigel McGuinness anyway I think um, it's quite cool that we get to see, um, you know, British voice on commentary, mm. um, and I, do, I think they bounce off each other really well. Yeah, um, I'm always like you know, fine with them in general. Yeah, I think Percy actually works better with uh, Vic Joseph. Mm. Like when he's had to cover for Maro, he's on two or five live now as well. Yeah, Percy, is, yeah. was, I didn't realise until I saw him there at the desk. Yeah, for uh, SummerSlam. It's so good seeing these guys on WWE telly. Great ambassadors. Trent there with his big knee brace, of course, which stems from uh, title defence that they had on... Well, okay, so 26th of June 2018 was the WWE NXT UK special where Mustache Mountain beat the Undisputed Era for the tag titles. Fucking stellar match. Got a massive pop. Yeah, incredible match. Trent's knee's a bit banged up because on the July the 11th NXT, the Undisputed Era regained the championships by uh, making Tyler throw in the towel for Trent, who was stuck in submission holes the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, whenever these guys have been on WWE telly, you know, they, they're just incredible performers. You know, the fact that we get to see them at progress... You, you kind of watch them and don't actually appreciate, you know, how adaptable they are, you know, because um, a progress show is completely different to a WWE show, mm. and the fact that they can get exactly the same reception for both, you know, shows some talent. What I loved, one thing I loved from this feud was, uh, it was just after, I think, Ricochet challenged Adam Cole and the War Raiders 
chased off Undisputed Era. Yes. And then from behind, sneaking <laughs> up with Trent and Tyler. Straight out of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Kyle O'Reilly's sweet on that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was only scared because I thought it was the Bee Gees and I wanted to be respectful. <laughs> Fucking immense. So we're kicking off here. Trent's getting battered in the corner. Tyler's trying to make his way in. Uh, and we should talk about the UK Albert Hall shows, actually. What do you make to them? Um, I enjoyed the the idea behind them. Um, I, you know, I don't want to play down the fact that it wasn't the Albert Hall and, and stuff, but I think it was... They were kind of doing exactly the same as they were in Blackpool. Pop! Um, <laughs> in in the, the sense that it, it was just a tester. Um, again, it really worked. I had no doubt that it wouldn't work. Um, you know, it was just a great platform to get this NXT UK tour up and running. Mm. Um, and I just, I hope, I hope, I hope that we we do get something out of this, and it's not just a, a, a something to go up against World of Sport. I hope this is they're going to run with it anyway because I think we we should have it. Um, but yeah, you know, going back to the Albert Hall shows, I, I think that. They were really good. I think there's a lot of talent that the UK have got to give um, mm. and just keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. I thought Zach Gibson was immense over both shows, really. Yeah. They did a very good job of establishing him in this division. I loved every time he put the Shanky Gates on and Nigel's like, oh, it's a deadly submission <laughs> in the tournament. It's like, yeah, because it's your finisher. <laughs> Trench just backsplashed Roddy Strong there. I was really disappointed they should have done like a... Like, you know how in New Japan, whenever Sonada locks a paradise lock on someone, yeah. they'll turn to Milano Collection 80 on commentary, because that used to be his movie. He'd be like, mm, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really wish they would have done that with, uh, with Nige. Uh, yeah, um, it was interesting to see some of the faces that they've added to the division even that they hadn't announced before like for the tournament and stuff yeah. they had like Charlie Morgan and Nina Samuels Wild Boar worked for a couple of uh, yeah. shows as well yeah it's um, again it's it's a who's who of UK talent for us anyway um, and I think with it being on the network and um, which in turn then makes it available worldwide you know, we're, we're really opening up our UK market to everybody else. Mm. Um, now, I know that because quite a lot of the UK talent that, that do tour Europe and they, they've been to Japan and all this sort of stuff, but, you know, it can only help them, especially um, the younger talents that, that they've brought up and that was at Albert Hall. Um, Tony Storm, another one, um, you know, she's incredible. You could, I mean, uh, they have the parade of champions or whatever it was to introduce the May Young Classic lineup of this year yeah. and the reaction Tony got was much more significant this year than when she debuted last time Yeah. so I, I think she's really building up a reputation here and especially amongst WWE's audiences yeah and I, I think the, the big push as well for the UK talent um, is that they've just announced the, there's going to be an NXT UK Women's Championship mm, yeah so again, it, it seems like they're, they're going full force with it. They implied it was supposed to be our evolution. So hopefully they're going to get all this stuff on the air in time for that because they must have filmed like 
six episodes already from when they're in Cambridge. Yeah. I don't like this spot here with the, the giant swing and the airplane spin. I, I think there's a bit of a botch here. Yeah, there. you can't, can't hold it. No. Yeah, that time. Yeah, he did it. Um, I think it was Albert Hall, they did it and it was perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I sort of cringed a little bit, but, you know. Oh my God. Tyler's just an incredible, incredible athlete. Looks a bit busted on his lip there. There was a, an Instagram um, video that he posted. Um, it was either, I think it was yesterday or the day before, um, and he was at the the bounce zones, um, you know, the trampolines. And because he's got a, like a gymnast background, he was doing all the flips and oh, all right. that sort of stuff. He, you know, maybe he should bring that to his in-ring um, stuff off the turnbuckle. Maybe he's so well-rounded. There's there's very little he can't do in that ring, and he yeah. can take his matches in all sorts of different directions. That tattoo on Kyle O'Reilly's oblique. <laughs> it must hurt too. Yes, it must hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's yeah. That's what we were going for. <laughs> <laughs> Working the ground and pound on Tyler here. I would love a Kyle O'Reilly and Tyler Bate singles match. Yes. Tyler yeah. and Roddy went one on one a couple of weeks ago on NXT. I still need to watch that actually. Yeah, I think what's good about these, the tag teams, especially in NXT, is that they're very good singles as well. Because generally, you know, with the exception of, say, Bully Ray um, and maybe Edge and Christian, tag teams aren't as good singular. Mm. Where, you know, they, they are just a tag team and that's kind of where they they board well. I mean, Matt and Jeff, again, you know, they, they're okay single, but the majority of your tag teams, um, you know, like Billy Gunn and Road Dog, Road Dog wasn't really a singles guy, was he? Totally. And it, you know, yeah. they were just the New Age Outlaws. Uh, but these these four, you know, they, they'd be perfect as single guys anyway. They've had the time to polish themselves in other promotions as singles acts. Yeah. Really. And it's more their chemistry comes from things that they do individually and working out how to put that together. This is an unbelievable gory special here from Roddy. We're on thirteen minutes and forty four seconds. Back to the gory special spot. So yeah, so um I wasn't a massive fan of Roderick Strong when he first started, mm. uh, but it was only until um, he got involved with the Undisputed Era that I, I feel he's really coming to his own, um, and we kind of seen like his different abilities that he's got. A lot of people thought that about Kyle O'Reilly as well. Yeah, like it just shows you how fickle people are sometimes. Like when he first came into WWE, they're like. Oh, it's so boring. This is going to be dreadful. And now all he has to do is play his title belt like a guitar. Like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, about giving these guys a chance. Um, but I also think as well, NXT is no longer um, development like it used to be. Um, 
because the guys that they're signing now are well known in their own respect um, and they you know like Matt Riddle they've just signed Matt Riddle there's no chance that they you know he's come here for development you know it's the yes development in the aspect of being in WWE but development as in as in ring you know a, um, and then the likes of you know they signed Samoa Joe Bobby Roode mm-hmm. you know it's it's no longer the development it's just, NXT is it's own brand now. I thought Valsapot was going to make about Maro being on commentary actually it's it's conceding that this is for the more hardcore audience as opposed to trying to build someone up so that they can then go on and be the commentator for Raw or Smackdown. Yeah. And if you think realistically, Michael Cole's got a job for life as long as he wants it. Yeah. Tom Phillips is young enough to have that position for decades, potentially. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it's not as if they need to develop a new lead announcer anyway. No. Hot tag to Trent. I like uh, seeing Trent in WWE because we get, like, you know, will to win fighting spirit Trent as opposed to, like, Salva Gas yeah. Trent. Yeah. I was really, really expecting <laughs> when they first came out and they did the roll into the ring of him rolling out the other side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that comedy aspect, again, that I like about Trent. Single arm power. Have you been keeping up with Tyler Bates, um, what I like to call Maverick River Island look? Yes, yeah. He's a cool style. <laughs> you have to be a professional wrestler to have that style. Oh, or, yeah. That, to lack that self-consciousness. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I've maybe touched on one, of, one or two of those shirts in my time, but I've never had the confidence to fully immerse myself in that Go look. full ensemble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big kick. I remember watching this the first time and just thinking to myself, like... I don't even want to look at my phone and tweet anything. Mm. I just want to watch the the match, which you know says it itself. You know, you, you just couldn't take your eyes off watching what was going to happen. It's a good spot in the show for this. Like, there's so many ebbs and flows, and it's a, it's a good hooking, really. Yeah. Angle slow. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly like kicked him up the bum into yeah. the angle slam. <laughs> That's just like one of those Rube Goldberg machine yeah. type double team maneuvers. Oh, like a kick by bait. I think there's there's a nice story in this as well. In I've said in past episodes that sometimes for me it might not be the best wrestling, but if they've told the story well, then I, you know it's a good match. 
Um, and I think towards the end, the story that they tell, you know, I think it, it ends the match quite well. That sequence that we just had, that's like trademark British strong style. Everyone comes in and it falls over and over again. Now we're in the double submissions. Tyler Bate is such a beast. Mr. You Only Live Once. <laughs> Great ovation too, from the crowd here. So as far as SummerSlam goes, uh, I missed the first kickoff match where Almas and Zelina beat Rusev and Lana. And you would like me to review that for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I came in the door, you're like, it was embarrassing. Do you want one, do you want one word for it? <laughs> do, you, do you care to elaborate? <laughs> Shit. Oh, no. Um... Yeah, it was just, it would have done fine on the Mixed Tag Facebook special, is my sum up of it. Right. Um, they build Rusev up, and then you put him in a match like that, just, I don't know. I he thought Tyler had won it here. Yeah. It's a nice move outside the ring as well because he normally does that move in the ring so for him to get the height to bounce off the rope to come back. Next spring. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to come up on the... Oh no, they're going to do the dive again. And then we're going to get the next spring. Here we go. That's brilliant. Also on the pre-show at SummerSlam, we had Cedric Alexander retain his Cruiserweight title against Drew Gulak. That was quite fun, especially down the stretch of all the cradle counters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was just an easy watch. I think that's kind of WWE's aim of like a perfect kickoff match, of it just being an easy watch. Yeah. You know, nothing incredible happened, but then there wasn't anything that you thought, oh, well, you know, I didn't really want to watch this. Mm. Uh, but I do feel like um, I've always been someone who's pro- like promoted and pushed 205. It has fallen down a little. Um, so, you know, here's hoping that it kind of bumps itself back up a little bit. I heard uh, there's a tornado tag on, tag on this week's edition. It was a Lucha House Party and uh, Murphy and... Oh, um... But I just heard it was fucking sensational. So that's another thing that's got to go on my watch list tonight. Yeah, um... Drew Gulak and, um... Um... But Kendrick and Gallagher. Yeah, they're all all a team now, and I, that's the one thing that I'm unsure of. Um, yeah, so it was um, Luch House Party uh, versus Tony Nice and Buddy Murphy. Tony Nice, that's it. Yeah. Um, oh, we're getting a towel teased again here. Yeah, this is brilliant. I I have to say I didn't like the towel spot in the original match. 
I thought it was stupid because Mustache Mountain and the champions, they could have, like, Tyler could have burnt his tag off, like, thrown it right away there. Mm. Yeah, Tyler could have just burnt his tag and they'd have retained. Yeah, I think it it's, um, it works with this because of what happened. Like, like you said, the first time, yeah, maybe it's not really the right spot to do, but now that it's happened, that it made sense for him to do do that. And I did think he was going to throw it in. <laughs> oh, there's been a couple of instances where you think this match is going to end alright. Oh, here you go again. Seven Star Larry by Trent. See, that's like the third time like you convinced that that match could possibly end yeah now the one thing that I didn't understand about this is like obviously his his knee was supposedly hurt but Trent goes straight over to Tyler to tag him back in in, and it's like well he's obviously can't get up on the turnbuckle you know it showed him doing it and you think well logically if you were going to win the match you'd at least let him stay there a little longer mm. you know you were in control people on Twitter had some big issues with this kick out and I think the fact that Tyler had hurt his leg kind of protects it a bit yeah like it's, he can't do it as proficiently yeah he didn't hit it with full force yeah he's got to think about not only hitting O'Reilly but protecting his knee. Oh man, what a knee. Now they're going back to Trent's knee now. It's a hell of a finish that. Yeah, there it is. That'll do it for Undisputed Era after 18 minutes and 6 seconds. Second straight takeover in a row, but we've got this almost seamless tag team match to kick off the show. Yeah. I I kind of preferred the one with uh, Oni and Birch, yeah. if I'm honest. Okay, yeah. Uh, this is really, really good. Yeah, I again, a great start to the show. Um absolutely fantastic tag team match um, just kind of gets you ready for what, what's coming um, I think again the thing is with NXT they just seem to knock it out of the park they know exactly what they're doing and that's where Raw and Smackdown seem to struggle mm. they've brought up a lot of discussion on the main roster tag team division yeah and I was saying the problem I had with it was Smackdown is so utterly stacked yeah and Raw they got people like the B team as the champions yeah and it's just weird to me how they're so prominent on one brand whereas on the other brand you got the Uso Sanity and the Good Brothers usually sat on their hands or twiddling their thumbs a lot of weeks yeah I mean I Part of me feels that the the whole B team thing is a way of um, Vince giving them um, like kind of I, I don't know a, a loyalty bonus if you will you know just like here's your run you you've done well with us guys mm. sort of 
that's how I feel the, the B team run is. I don't feel like they've just given them because they're, they're good. Here come the War Raiders. This finish is nasty. I mean, the height that they get. Look, that's Bam. just. What the hell? Speaking of all rounders, these are another bunch of lads are very manoeuvrable for their size. Bam. I'm looking forward to that match. See, these are guys that um Twitter kind of kicked off a little bit because they had their name changed, you know, because they came into NXT. Right. I, it's not bothered me. I just think it is. It could it have is. been a lot worse. Yeah. They, they, they're kind of still the same name. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's the execution of that. Hanson, I first saw him, it was. Uh, Ring of Honor's all-star extravaganza about four years ago. It was when he was wrestling as a singles because Roe had his bike accident. Yeah. And I saw the way this guy moved around the ring. I'm like, why isn't Vince on the phone right now? This mm. is a bruiser who can move. He'd be really useful. And of course, when Roe came back, I learned all about him as a tag team. I'm just always really impressed with him. Yeah. We just have to hope that they stay in NXT for a long time and not get the the big push and the watered down, because um, that's what's ruined sanity. Yeah, and it offers a pain as well. What? Well, yeah, yeah. Fair in a pretty bad position too. Yeah. I understand that they they went missing for a while because one of them had visa issues or something. Yeah, I heard that, um, but again, that shouldn't affect. The booking. Again, you know, they're, they're another tag team that you think, why are they not in the picture? Mm. It, it seems daft to me they're going like 50-50 with Titus Worldwide. Mm. Yeah, again, I, I think that if they, they put the belts on them, again, I think it's just a loyalty thing. I don't think it's a sense of the, these are a tag team that we want to push. Mm. Um, which is a shame, really. Well, we were talking about the B team earlier. They headlined the pre-show, retaining their Raw tag titles against the Revival. Bit of a clumsy match. I really didn't like the finish with everyone tripping up and rolling yeah. over and stuff. Yeah, I, again, the Revival, such an incredible tag team on the on NXT. Um, the stuff that they did with American Alpha. Um, and again, they're, they're just a mockery tag team now. Mm. And something's got to happen we need <laughs> we, Triple H needs to have um, bring your writer to work day <laughs> and just take some of his NXT writers to Raw and Smackdown and just say look lads have a go this week yeah you know what what can be worse well speaking of NXT storylines so we got them flashing up here the attack on Alistair Black in the parking lot I love the whole who done it thing in the big long shot. Everyone and the arrows to, to different people. Yeah. 
Um, and Regal's confirmed the only people that it can't be is Undisputed Era. Oh, right. Um, due to his um, extensive interviews, um, Undisputed Era are out of it. Right. But it's like um, like imitation of life, like REM video with like zooming in on everyone yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Getting the build now for our second match of the night. EC3 taking on the Velveteen Dream. I really like Velveteen Dream. I really dig what he's what he's into and you know what he's doing. I do too, yeah. However, EC3 not for me. No. No. Um when he was in NXT the first time, wasn't for me. And now that he's back, still, I, I just, I just can't get into his shtick. His, mm. you know, I, I, there's something about him that I just can't seem to bite into. <coughs> Excuse me. So this match stems from, again, the June 26th Royal Albert Hall show, when Velveteen walked out on his tag team partner EC3, the loser match against Alistair Black and Ricochet, and they've been having issues ever since. Velveteen got TKO'd into a pool at one point. Yeah. I've had issues with uh, who we were, like the face and heel alignment in this match. Yeah. I think you, you're stuck in um, the problem that, again, we, we talk about quite often in that Velveteen Dream is so over with the crowd that I think no matter what he does, the, the crowd enjoy that. So to put him as a heel, he just turns into the next, you know, Randy Orton. I know he's not Randy that he gets. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think, I don't think the crowd are fully sold on EC3. It's not a natural baby face for me, and still keeping up like the one percent of gimmick. Yeah. right on EC3 in general I think he's miscast here I think he's definitely come a long way from his like Andy Sandberg in Hot Rod look (laughs) when he was Derek Bateman Dream's coming out now I pissed myself laughing when we're going to see Dream's trunks here brilliant do you reckon that there was a conversation afterwards or beforehand you know, with either Triple H or somebody higher up going, do you really think Vince is going to see that? Did you hear him? I, I can't remember. I don't know actually where it was, but there was some interview with Triple H and they asked him specifically about this spot. So Velveteen's got Call Me Up Vince written on his tights. And uh, somebody brought it over Triple H after the show and he, he had a little pause and like, oh, you think he means Vince McMahon? Oh, it's his, it's his mate Vince. He lost his phone, and he <laughs> <laughs> like right, right. Yeah, we get you know. <laughs> yeah, I think he's brilliant. Has the charisma and just so confident. But yeah, that's. 
that's another thing that he does a lot he plays up on speculation and stuff so mm. a lot of people coming into this show were wondering if he was gonna be on his way to yeah. Smackdown I think I think it's too early to put to, to put him up anyway you know even if if it was like mania time I think he's still got a lot of NXT stuff in him he's so young too he's he's like not even in his mid 20s I'm pretty sure wow I also think with the NXT shows as well is when you mentioned before about them being for the hardcore fans I also think that the stuff that they do on NXT is more towards the Attitude era like it it has that feel again I don't know whether that's because of the Triple H input but it just there's less of a PG feel I think a lot of fans will go further back than you and say it's like a NWA Saturday night kind of feel well, to yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. I just mean that, you know, how Raw and Smackdown throw the PG down your throats, whereas this, it, there isn't really a, a PG feel to it. It's just, just a, a good time. Ring of Honor's weekly television show is rated PG as well and nobody talks about how that is like a crotch that they're mm. stuck behind. You can do again NXT is proof of this as well, you can do a very creditable performance based show where the wins matter and you know you keep a bit of an edge maybe mm. without doing anything that would like violate the vibe of a, like a family environment. Yeah. Well, I suppose we'll we'll get to it, but the the Gargano Champa match is the perfect example of that. Mm. I think we might have missed it, or we might have said it already, but. Mara at one point was like, oh, EC3, who's got more money than Bruce Wayne? I'm, I'm pretty certain he has, because Bruce Wayne's a fictional character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got more money than Bruce <laughs> Wayne. Although, are we blurring the lines? Because E3 is a fictional character. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Where do the lines cross? <laughs> Fucking David Dickinson tan on EC3 here as yeah. well. My God. Just needs a gavel. <laughs> Whoa. Sneaky, sneaky. A lot of velveteen chance, mm. but you know the way that this is put forward, he's supposed to be the heel. 
Was this about the point where you conked out watching your life? Uh, yeah, I got about halfway through this and I, I was could feel my eyes and then I don't remember. Like, yeah. I, I don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, I stayed up to watch live as well. And then uh, we all had a SummerSlam viewing party to watch SummerSlam. We did. Um, and that was it was good, it, you know. Um, it's good that I was able to, to sort it out because recently you know having to work on a Monday I can never organise it but hopefully you know the the idea is always to do that for the big four if if we can get it off mm-hmm. SummerSlam had a Terry Crews opening video package I absolutely love that video package and I I um, I retweet commented on it and he liked my comment oh nice um but it it's the the part i think it's like two-thirds of the way through and um he says oh you feel that what was that and what was that yeah with with his heart it's brilliant it's really funny but he you know his his serious stuff is funny anyway terry cruz i just think he's he's brilliant it's a good build-up as well Kicked off the main show with the Intercontinental title match. Seth Rollins beating Dolph Ziggler in 22 minutes to become the two-time IC champion. Yeah. Um, very, very good match. Very good match. Um, big talking point was um, the attire of both both competitors. Mm, yeah. Um, Dolph, <laughs> Dolph looking like your 1998 Smackdown character from PlayStation <laughs> when the title is just plastered on. Yeah. <laughs> um, which looked quite quite fun. And then um, Seth going with the comic book route um, with his Thanos boot, which mm. was a nice touch. I thought it was quite cool. Yeah, we, we were obsessed trying to see if we could spot all the Infinity Stones on his boot. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was um, I thought it was a really good match. Um, I liked how um, Ambrose was kind of the enforcer, not there in Seth's corner as such, but he was just like, if anybody, any of the crowd's going to jump over, I'm going to take them. You know, it wasn't you know there because of Drew. <laughs> yeah, but of course, the much-awaited return of Dean Ambrose. Yeah, his newer lunatic widow's peak haircut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks amazing. It's so like great shape. Yeah. Um bigger, better. Um whether that's down to himself wanting to do that um Ooh. or whether he's been told to get bigger, I don't know. Mm. But either way he looks good. EC three just nearly decapitated himself over the bottom rope coming over with that cactus clothesline. I enjoyed the uh, the Rollins Ziggler match. Yeah. I thought that it kind of got a little bit belaboured, like trying to make it so long. But when it really, when we really got into it, it was fabulous. Yeah. Some of the ebb and flow of it at the near end, um, and yeah, like you say, Ambrose in his role and Galloway as well. It was um, 
like they didn't hammer you over the head with it. It was just until the end when yeah. uh, Dolph was in a losing position and Drew was like, "Oh fuck this!" Yeah, that immense DDT on the ramp by Velveteen there. There's a lot of cookie DDT variants in this match. There is, yeah. It's like who can outdo the other? Who can take the weirdest bump from a DDT? <laughs> At this point, there's a commotion in the crowd and I was really concerned that there was a beach ball. Like, they seem to lose attention on the match. But yeah. uh, reportedly, there was a fault with one of the big screens up top. Because oh. it was when they were out over by the ramp. Yeah. So they were hidden by the ring and people were saying, bring the screen on and stuff. Right. Um, well, talking of... Um a bit of a ruckus in the the audience without you know giving any any spoilers away um on raw there was a big ruckus during um one of the matches towards the end oh. um that involved roman um and it was one of the fans who ran to the barricade and he was shouting at roman and telling him to suck it and doing all the dx signs to um to him like in a, in a forceful way anyway security grabbed him and threw him and his friends out and like it's clearly you can clearly see it on the camera like everyone turning around to what was happening um, and yeah they, that's that's what happened I love this whole <laughs> throw DX paraphernalia yeah. in front of him <laughs> as if Triple H isn't like the biggest yeah. Roman Reigns fan in the world <laughs> that's Netbreaker by the Dream there this is very old school. Ionian nerve grip or whatever. Again, this is where they just miscast. Right? I mean, people drift off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is roughly where I fell asleep. Love that little rude awakening reference. Oh my god. Also on SummerSlam, we had the Bludgeon Brothers got themselves disqualified to retain their SmackDown tag titles against New Day. Fine little match until the finish, I thought. Yeah, um, the finish was just a bit wayward. Just giving up, Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then Rowan got injured, so on the SmackDown after SummerSlam, the brothers had to drop the titles anyway. Yeah, um, which kind of made you think, well, the, the SummerSlam result was a bit... I don't know. Mm, yeah. Pointless. You know, the fact that they, they destroyed them with uh, by disqualifying themselves and then in the ne- no DQ that you would think they would do exactly the same they then drop the belts. Mm. It, yeah, it did feel... We keep going into it match by match, but SummerSlam it did feel like it had a lot of chapter ones instead of... Yeah. Like a, a blow-off or whatever. Yeah. I see, here's a... A weird like leg sweep, non DDT. Oh, 
Yeah, again, like um, talking with the Smack, SmackDown tag team belts, you know, now that the Bludgeon Brothers haven't got it, New Day have, have got it, where, where do they go from there? You know, the fact that you've got all these tag teams with no, I don't know, there's no end goal, I don't think. They've got this pool of tag teams just with nothing to do. Mm. I like how you see Free does a stinger splash. Yeah. In reference to him beating Sting on his way to the top in TNA. I feel guilty for not following Impact as closely as I do. I caught it a few times on holiday in America and they have a channel on this app called Pluto TV. Yeah. It's kind of like similar stuff to what they put up on the Twitch channel. Oh, yeah. Like random old pay-per-views and old episodes and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's like a 1% in there by AC3. It's like a, just a grab bag of, pop, like a pop-up draw of yeah. what you're going to get. There's some interesting stuff on that. It made me remember a lot of things that i completely forgotten about. Like yeah. oh, random people in Aces and Eights. Yeah. I, I loved that storyline. I thought it was brilliant. Um, that's a good example of it. A story well told, um, like the whole review of it, and you know, if they'd have had better personnel, they'd have gone a lot further. Yeah. With it. Yeah. Yeah, it just shows again, like the talent pool of um, TNA, the fact that now Austin Aries is the champ again. You know, he comes straight from WWE back into TNA and he's champion. Any TNA fans can check out my most recent appearance on the Rise Nitro podcast. Getting back into the old Monday Night War. And one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in the like knockouts division. There. The, there are some things on the TNA that you just think, you know, why... <laughs> Like WCW level of what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> EC3, again, I talk about how he's miscast here, but he opened his playbook a fair bit here and he brought out a bunch of moves I've not actually seen from him before. Somebody really dislikes that pull up power bomb, like some wrestler or something. I can't remember what it is. I can't remember who it is, rather. My only thing about that is that the only way that he can lift Velveteen up is for Velveteen to hold on to his hands instead of it being a move where it is literally the you are doing the move. Mm. The fact that you need the the other person to help you with it doesn't seem as uh, as good.
just hearing Maro here. Apparently they did, uh, just like the, on the other TakeOver show, they put a camera focused just on Maro. And they put like highlights up on YouTube or something. Of him just reacting to the matches. That's cool. I love his excitement and his just like anything that happens is exciting. Yeah. It might not be exciting to us, but to him, he's just full full barrel. Again, Nigel. He talks like he actually thinks about what's going on in a match. Yeah. What, what someone's going to try and do. Yeah, there's a lot of questions that he asks. Which uh, which is nice. <sighs> Super kick by Dream. Dream Valley Driver sounds like something from Mario Kart or something. I wonder how you must have to really protect your neck on that, like yeah, the way it bends. Yeah, the the roll through. Mm. He very much looks like Paul Pogba. Yeah. Mao was just talking about basking in his glory. You imagine the Velveteen and Keith Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how they'll use Keith Lee now he's, now he's in. Yeah. They, they brought him out for a match a couple of weeks ago or something, I think. But, I mean, again, it's just... Things move so fast. Like he, he was in the crowd at the last takeover and they've not had a chance to do anything with him yet. Yeah. Oh, hardest part of the ring. Going up top. <laughs> I love the move. And he's got the win. I forgot the finisher like that. Yeah, so Velveteen wins in 15 minutes, 3 seconds. It's not often. but well, In fact, I can't even remember a time when... He's <laughs> sure call me up, Call me up, Vince. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen a finish where the, the match is finished on the ring apron. Yeah. And you roll him in and pin. You know, it's always either outside the ring or it's been in the ring. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. Well, it's about time they did it as well because they're all on about, oh, it's the hardest part of the ring. You know, yeah. that, that puts over that it is actually dangerous that you can do your moves on that hardest part of a ring. And even in the time it takes to roll them away from the ropes, you get your win. Yeah. Oh, this match could have done with being a little bit shorter. Yeah. For me, as much as ta- I thought TakeOver was fantastic, and it's really hard to rate where matches were, this would have would have been my weakest. I'd agree with that, yeah. Um, it was 
I mean, I didn't really have any expectations for it, but... Uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think there was... I couldn't pick out anything wrong with it, but it, in the order of all the NXT matches, like I say, this one would have to go at the bottom of me, interest-wise. Yeah. They also... Recorded this week's episode of NXT. At this show. Uh, yeah. Beforehand. Before, yeah. Uh, so, cover of years if you don't want to know, but uh, they had Bianca Belair defeat Diana Parasso about six minutes. Yeah. Good to see Bianca back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how long has she been out now? It's been uh, like about a month or two. Yeah. Um, she was. I'm trying to think she was supposed to be in one of the women's title number one contenders yeah but they pulled her out with a fake injury because she's on honeymoon leave yeah I did think that because um, I saw when they did um, when they pulled Alistair out it did, they were saying oh they're doing a Bianca you know yeah And, of course, Pete Dunne retained his UK title against Zach Gibson. About 14 minutes. That's the one I'm really looking forward to watching. Yeah, um, that should be a hell of a match. And, you know, anything these these guys do, you know, I, if if you all think that we're being biased because they're, they're the UK stars, we're not. It's just they are incredible. Yeah, like, Pete Dunne, uh, someone was making the point, he's probably one of the best match for match wrestlers in WWE oh look who it is bro bro did you see as well someone took a picture of him he's wearing flip flops <laughs> really yeah we did kind of expect him to be here what do you think to him being a progress show on Wembley I think it's huge I think it's huge. I think it's good for progress. Mm. Um, I think it's good for the the UK scene. But I, you know, it's it's good that everything's been amalgamated. Um, I'm excited for the Wembley show. It'll be good. Yeah, I wonder who they'll have him face. It depends what they want to do with him. If he's going there to put someone over, I wonder if he's going to be with like a WWE UK guy so it's someone that they don't mind him losing to yeah going into the hype package now for the North American Championship match Ricochet um, challenging Adam Cole for the title I think they've done a decent job of establishing this championship yeah I I'm not really a fan of the name of it (laughs) But I think that it's a good championship. You know, I think they're doing, like you said, they're doing really well. It's sort of NXT's version of the Intercontinental belt. Yeah. Um, it's one of those rare occasions that I actually don't mind who wins this match because I absolutely love Adam Cole and I absolutely love Ricochet. So watching this match, I was just watching it as a fan, just thinking, oh my God, this is incredible. Ricochet's been used very well since he arrived. Look, 
you worry about some of these really athletic types. They're going to get really watered down in terms of their playbook and stuff, but they're really doing a very good job of putting him over as this like real precision athlete who can do these incredible things. I like saw him earlier in that clip. Do that flip. With Velveteen. With Velveteen, yeah. Oh my God. What? <laughs> it's incredible. It's stuff that you just can't teach. Like, oh my God. Yeah, so Ricochet got involved here as he was like one of the people with Stash Mountain recruited. And they had a tag team match on the June 22nd episode of NXT in a losing effort. Then Ricochet challenged Adam Cole for the North American title on the July 25th episode. And Cole initially refused, but William Regal was like, no, none of that. Yeah. We'll have the match anyway. Yeah, I think that having like this North American title is very good because otherwise you have this bottleneck of people after the NXT title and you you worry like well are they gonna lose some steam like yeah. if they don't get that. You do realise going forwards that I, you can see it there will be one champion who will do a Seth Rollins and will take the North American belt and then we'll go I'm going to have the NXT belt as well mm. it, it will happen there's nothing wrong with that but it, you know they, it's something that they've not done that you can see will happen I'm not sure of Ricochet's theme, though. No. It's very, um... I don't think basic's the right word, but it's, it doesn't give you that hype, you know, mm. when the music hits and you just think, you know, oh my God, burn it down! Yeah. Like, that. it's not got that, I don't know. So, heading back to SummerSlam, we had Braun Strowman squash Kevin Owens in a couple of minutes to retain his money in the bank briefcase. Strange on that. Um, you know, we discussed on that night that they've not really got anything for Kevin while Sammy's out. Mm. Um, Shorter match. Yeah. At the very least. Kevin bumped like a madman in that yeah. match. Yeah, the train coming all the way around the ring. Yeah, and doing the 360, brother. Chokeslam on the ramp and yeah. things. Oh. Yeah. I thought it worked well as a kind of palate cleanser. Yeah. Um, but in SummerSlam, it uses a lot of the same plot threads and devices throughout the show, but it spaces them out, so it didn't feel quite so laborious. Yeah. Well, I think our biggest conversation when it happened was, you know, there's there's now time for something else. Yeah. What was going to happen? I 
and Braun would have been pretty fresh for a cash in. Yeah, yeah. So, Adam Cole on this front row where the camera is, his girlfriend is sat. Yeah, Britt Baker. Yeah. So that's the reason that he walks that way and did that because there's a picture of him, you know, right there. There's no, you know, um, crowd in sight. There's a perfect Mm. picture of him. We should see if we can spot that spot coming up. Yeah. But Britt also spotted. Yeah. Also on SummerSlam, we had the SmackDown Women's title match. Charlotte beat Becky and Carmella in a triple threat to regain the Women's Championship. So seventh reign on the main roster. Hell of a feat. Um, I personally didn't like the fact that they've put the belt back on Charlotte. Yeah. I would have liked Becky to have had it. Um, And I think that's kind of the, the general feel of people that I've seen on Twitter, you know, people I've talked to. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, Because I, I thought Charlotte was really sloppy in that match. Yeah. She was, like, whiffing on a whole bunch of moves and stuff. Like, mm. they didn't have the timing quite right. Carmella pleasantly surprised me. She was mostly pretty competent. Like, there was only one dodgy dropkick she had. Yeah. I've, I do fear for Carmella now. Now she doesn't have the belt. Mm-hmm. Because I do, no dis, you know, no disrespect to her. I don't think that she's championship quality. So where they go with her now, I'm not too sure. But you know, I would like to see Becky with the belt mm. in the near future. Of course, that led to the big talking point of Becky turning on Charlotte yeah. after the match, and the crowd remained with Becky because yeah. I think everyone was like, "Oh, so we wanted Becky to." Get the win. We feel justified in her actions. Yeah, yeah. And going forward, I'm I'm on Becky's side. Um, watch SmackDown again. Everything Becky said in the ring, I was totally on board with her. Yeah, it was justified. Yeah. Um, Charlotte comes out, you know, just for the belt, just for the belt. Well, no, it's she deserves the belt. Yeah. It's not. She didn't attack you just because you won the belt. She attacked you because she wants the belt, you know. Yeah, and I think that's the thing about this feud as well. So, and look at this timing from Ricochet here. The complaint is how Charlotte wound up in that match. Becky yeah. had to go on this really long winning streak to get a title opportunity. Charlotte waltzes in, wins one match, and she's in the match. Yeah. Yeah, there's a very um, Roman-esque feel to it. Yeah. So That's a parallel a lot of people have been drawing to lately. Yeah. I say it once already, but I think that's going to be a, a big buzzword for this match that we're watching right now is timing. Yeah. These two have really impeccable timing. Yeah, there's, there's at least seven or eight high quality moves that, you know, there isn't even like a slight um, space for 
for a mistake. It's yeah. got to be perfect, and it is. And pull it off, yeah. I just thought this is match three on a five match card. So do you want to do your halftime discussion? Well, we can do. Um, so my halftime, my halftime discussion is um, so currently um, tweeting um, on our TNW podcast account. Um, I've been watching Raw from the very beginning. There's another one there. Yeah. If I drop kick away the leapfrog in midair. Um and I'm now I've just hit the triple H hell of a move. Incredible. Superhero landing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Jubilation coming back from injury in 2002 right yeah so um, it got me thinking um, what what WCW guys do you think um, made made it from um, like came out of the WCW by best so like ignoring the, the guys that were already there like the Dudley boys and stuff like that yeah but for the guys that came over from WCW like who do you feel was the most successful so like for me the first one really that comes into my head is Booker T mm-hmm. you know I think that he had a hell of a run um, in WWE and I think you know they pushed him a lot but then after that it's kind of picking at bare bones I feel Honestly, I think it's the people who quietly had the longevity. Yeah. People like Chavo Guerrero and The Hurricane. Yeah. The Hurricane found a proper gimmick. Yeah. And it was a really successful one in terms of appealing to a certain segment of the audience, having a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Finding yourself some character, which, you know, a lot of the power plant guys were having a lot of trouble with. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it was that sort of thing that I was I was watching when I got to like the the Triple H era of, of these WCW guys that you know Austin had pretty much annihilated on the mic you know by dissing everyone and mm. I was just kind of thinking you know who out of this you know this um, gang of people in the ring you know who who really did make it Yeah, I'm about a month behind you. So I reached for Go Home Raw to Vengeance. Yeah. And Vance Storm just randomly shows up at WWF New York. He's like, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to claw my way back up if it's the last thing I do. And it turns out he's like the caretaker <laughs> in New York. <laughs> and like, hey, keep scrubbing here. Stop slacking. Well, the Lance Storm's just aligned himself with Christian. And it's... It's kind of the brewing of the un-Americans. Mm. Um, and like they've got the whole comedy thing perfect. And the, there's the skit that they do um, where um, Lance says... They, they were in New York. And Lance says, oh, the, the New York Knicks are rubbish. And like there's a, a massive boo. Um, uh, no, so Christian says, um, yeah, the New York Knicks are rubbish. Um, there's a massive boo. And he says... Yeah, the the US are rubbish at hockey, and like walks off, and Christian's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, walks off. It's really funny. Do you know who probably did the best out of the WCW folding? Go on. John Laurinaitis. Oh, wow. He was yeah, like the okay. head uh, agent for WCW. He was a contract guy that got bought over yeah. when they got purchased. And like he was responsible for looking after the guys. Like You see him in the crowd at WrestleMania right. X7, looking after all the WCW people in the box. Wow. Yeah, see, I, again, you know, you just think about the superstars that came over. Um, you that don't is think a superstar dive from Ricochet. That yeah. is, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you forget about the, the, the background staff. Mm. Um, and, like, the referees and stuff. Um, 6-1-9. Oh, it's amazing yeah. to me how much fans have... Uh, like turned on the 619 because I've watched ECW One Night Stand the original one yeah. recently and Mysterio did a 619 and he got boom yeah. and you're like oh it's a dumb move and people now are like okay with it and like Ricochet does one there it's like yeah nobody backs an island no we had a lot of we had a lot of problems was it a few years ago did he not on purpose obviously but it didn't he um, caused like, someone's death or oh right like, yeah, yeah it was um, I mean it was, it was Perry Aguayo Jr um, like my understanding is there wasn't anything off in the execution or anything it was just the health of the guy it yeah. was just one of those freak things it's like um Misawa, he just had a hemorrhage from like one back suplex that he would have taken like regularly without any fuss, like yeah. for years and years and years, and just one more just made his body conk out. Yeah, I suppose it it shows you, you know, it goes back to the argument of, you know, anybody that I speak to that isn't a fan of wrestling, and they always say to me. But it's not real. The guys are just in tights and they don't do anything. And, and it just goes back to it. There's a lot of realism in wrestling, you know. And they, they put the bodies on the line and the stuff that they do, you know, it, it shows that there's a lasting effect. Um, you know, like you say, with the, the suplexes and stuff. Look at that. Backcracker by Cole Midder. Like, I always think with Ricochet as well, like, the moves that Ricochet does, you know, one false, you know, move either way, left or right, and he, he could be out for life. Yeah. You have to get everything so spot on, like, positioning, and especially with the ropes and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, the tights one always bothers me. People are like, oh, well, we probably don't do it in their underwear. I'm like, not in their underwear. Mm. They're in ring gear. They're simulating an athletic contest. Yeah. Like, do you see somebody playing, I don't know, like a swimmer or a track athlete on TV and like, oh, in their underwear. Yeah. Fuck's sake. 
Fucking angry yet. Going back to SummerSlam, the WWE title match where AJ got disqualified because Samoa Joe went, Oh, I'm your puppy! <laughs> yeah. Oh, my word. That's, that's one of the moments where I feel sometimes wrestling can get too real. Like Here it comes. It's, that is one hell of a move. Just incredible. You now you see what we talk about timing and stuff and being spot on. Yeah. Ricochet has to turn his head. Yeah. Because he untuck his chin like at the right moment. Because otherwise, that's right. His neck. We're gonna see the replay here in slow motion, I believe. Yeah, you, you can see last minute twist in his like arc. Unbelievable. That's the new Shawn Michaels super kicking Benjamin off his springboard. Yeah. They, yeah, they've got something that they can use for years and years. There. Yeah, there's a lot of talk as well of Adam Cole being the next like Shawn Michaels, if you will. You know, that, I mean, there'll never be another Shawn Michaels, but in you know his style and the stuff that he get, he does. Probably going to take a few weeks, but usually. Uh, someone will find a run sheet for this show and they'll see who agented the matches. Right. And, like, two or three of these matches will be, like, laid out by Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And Johnny and uh, Tommaso's stuff is, like, the only one that's specifically laid out by Triple H. Like, well, Triple H is, like, the lead anchor, I guess, for that. And then, like... uh, Sarah Del Rey be looking after the women and things like that. Oh, he almost did a Austin in Triple H. Yeah. The <laughs> look on Ricochet's face as well. Standard ovation, well deserved. Absolutely. No, I enjoy Joe's antics. Yeah. Um, I think if, if there was something that had to put another DQ finish on the show... Yeah. I was like, well, okay, fine. Yeah. My only, th- my only thing is having, like, the young kids involved, you know. You could clearly see that she, the little kid didn't like how her dad looked. Are you bleeding? Yeah. yeah. And then when when she gave when she gave the kid to AJ, she did not want to be in AJ's no. hands. And like that's the, the fine line of you know, did that need to be there? Or at least on camera. I think it just like in general the the way Joe's trying to get under AJ's skin, it makes sense because they've got like 10 plus years of yeah. history together. It's going to take something really personal to make AJ snap. And, yeah. Um, you, you know, like, what what could be the last show when you know, they've put up with all their stuff already? Yeah. And I mean, he... Um, he comes up there on, on uh, SmackDown as well. Uh, you know, puts him to sleep and says, Wendy's not coming home. 
And he's already asleep. <laughs> Daddy's gone night night. Yeah. This is this move. Ricochet's having a think as cold on the apron. Holy shit. Oh god. That's that's the move of the night for me. Absolutely. Move of the night. And then here comes a follow-up. I don't know how he gets so many spins in this. It's unbelievable. It's just... We can count them. One, two... Three and a half. (laughs) Jesus Christ. 6.30 splash. That'll do it for Ricochet. Gets his first North American Championship after 15 minutes and 19 seconds. Such a precise, crisp, clean matchup. Yeah. Very well done. My match of the night. Hmm? Yeah. My match of the night, 100%. I've got no issue with you saying that. I've got one, a different one that I personally got even more enjoyment out of. Yeah. But holy shit, that's fantastic. Yeah. Be nice to see. I mean, obviously the rematch with Adam Cole, he's got to have. Yeah. But it'd be nice to see where the feud goes. You know, does Cole win it back, or do we get a new guy that comes in? That's another thing. Going back when I was be um, watching the now that I looked to two thousand two and how the belts change hands really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'd be nice to. I know it might get boring and tedious after a bit, but like one or two times of say Adam Cole wins the rematch, Ricochet then wins that rematch of you know just quickly swapping the belts would be quite cool. quite like the look of the belt but the straps really thick yeah that's one issue that I have with the tag belts mm-hmm. the, the, the massive so Helena sells the next main roster show I reckon we're going to have AJ and Joe in that one and that could possibly be the moment for Joe to get the title yeah, I do feel that it is Joe's time. Um, nothing wrong with AJ. I just think that it's time for AJ maybe to just let it go. Mm. So he's overtaking JBL as the longest reigning SmackDown yeah. champion. When did he win? It was like November or something, so he's on like... 280 plus days something like 283 I think it was 283 Um, yeah I I do think that it's Joe's time and I think perfect in a hell in a cell maybe we could have some um, misdemeanours something could happen Mm. Um, but overall I do think that it'll be some more this is pretty cool with the the laser light yeah
I thought they'd have done uh, the Bludgeon Brothers and the New Day in the Cell too. But yeah. of course, that's got all got fast forwarded because Rowan got injured. Mm. Uh, so I wonder who they, they do from the Raw side actually. I'd like to see a Hell in a Cell match. Whoever it is against the B team, but for them to just annihilate the B team, like just rip them apart and, yeah. and it to be brutal as to be like, holy shit, like clearly the B team shouldn't have these belts. Like mm. that, that, it'd be good to go down that storyline. Um, like Authors of Pain or, you know, something like that. Just completely rip them to shreds. Yeah. See, this, this was weird for me. <laughs> Pretty random pairing. Yeah. But not even that. The fact that Kevin Owens is heel. Yeah. Now, I, I know that the, there's there's that divide, isn't there, of this being NXT and then mm. the main roster, but still. We're about to start the hype package for semi-main event of the evening, the NXT Women's Championship match between... Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane. So Shayna had a really successful run as champion. She retained Takeover Chicago against Nikki Cross and also retained against Tony Storm on the NXT UK special. Mm. I really enjoyed that match. I really like the the idea behind their first met. At the May Young classic. Yeah. And it's kind of come full circle. Yeah. I quite like that. Yeah, so you have Shayna because she's had so many successful defences and she got a promo saying how, you know, I'm, I'm so in control of this division, they're having to do another May Young classic to find me someone fresh. So when she started talking like that, you think, okay, there's two ways of going here. Either Shayna retains and they set her up for the next winner to dethrone her or they have Kyrie win and put over the prestige like you know well she's the she's the first winner yeah and now she's the champion so they're putting over that since the May Young Classic Shane has actually beaten Kyrie so they're even one to one in terms of head to head matches it's the idea of pondering whether Maybe Shayna's rate of growth has outgrown Kyrie's. Yeah. Kyrie beat Kenneth LeRae and Nikki Cross in a really good triple threat match on the July 18th NXT to get this title shot. I like the belt design. Yeah. It's got some... Because it's practically the, the men's belt. Like, the, the same. Yeah. They've both got pretty good nods to the old intercontinental belts. I really appreciate. I'm, just, I'm a really big fan of both these ladies. And Shane has done a tremendous job as champion for me. Her style is so distinct. And it makes sense. It's playing up to her past strengths and her past career really well. 
it's another good example of why UFC is a natural well sorry WWE is a natural um, route to go once you've finished with UFC mm. You know, we we can add Matt Riddle to that now. Yeah. This is a show that turned me around on Kyrie's new theme. Mm. I used to prefer her original theme. Like, do, 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 do. <laughs> it's, and then she got like the. The second one was like do 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 do. It's like so like, it was kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean. The first theme was just kind of like ah, we're in the open waters, <laughs> and then the, the second one was like it's a big like a firefight. Yeah. In the waters, this is. I think this is about the right balance now. A lot of her contemporaries are in this Mae Young classic. It's time around. So you got Io Shirai, another one who made a name in stardom. And Mako Satomura, who is a phenomenal wrestler. Like Pete Dunne's a massive, massive fan of hers. Yeah. And like he's done everything he can to get a match with her. And they fought on one Fight Club Pro show as well. She was a, the champion in Fight Club Pro wow. for a good while. Because that, didn't that um, start the whole Twitter debate of, <coughs> excuse me, um, the whole Twitter debate with having a male against a female, you know, should should we do it, is it frowned upon, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. I don't see an issue with it. You know, if, it, if you're protecting yourself, you know, I don't see what the issue is. There's been some really good intergender wrestling and I think that's what frustrates people about Candice's run in the company so far. Because mm. she made her name off of intergender wrestling and everyone's in, like, in a sulk about how we don't get that anymore. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm sure she knew what she was getting into yeah. with the environment and stuff. You can tell Triple H is a big fan of it because of, like, look at the mixed tag from WrestleMania. Yeah. In. And that, that was an incredible match. Where did we get up to with SummerSlam? Uh, we just spoke about Joe. Joe, yeah. Anyway. Oh, and, and then they had uh, Elias come out and break <laughs> his guitar. What was the point in that? No. Oh, no. I know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I was really hoping that he broke that with, on accident. <laughs> I was really hoping that he was going to do something and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
Hey. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like the um, Uncle Sam post. Like, I need you. <laughs> There's a, um, a big anime feel to it. Yeah. Like the, the, the style. Somebody pointed out that when uh, Kyrie ran off Shayna from one of the matches and she was all dressed in leather and stuff, she was like, oh my god, she's proper like this anime character. And someone tweeted that to Kyrie, it's like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I love that, I love that person. thing I like about the women's division in NXT sometimes you see the spots in the show where they put the championship match and you think oh they're gonna struggle here because it comes like right after another hot match like well they're gonna have a lot of they might be in for yeah putting a shift in a lot of work to do to keep people invested and they always come through trumps I think yeah it's a nice shot to see the four horsewomen. Well, the three horsewomen because one's in the ring. One's in the ring, yeah. But the UFC style. There's there's been huge hints, hasn't there, of the four horsewomen WWE against the four UFC, which yeah. would be nice. I really like this opening. I think it plays into the size difference really well and really realistically. Yeah. Like, again, it feels like both of them have a strategy. Kyrie knows that she's going to have to work with a, a low centre of gravity, work from the bottom. Shayna, just her usual, like, so sound. And she knows that when it comes to map control and having a vertical base, she's got the advantage. So she's like, okay, well, you come to me. It's up to you to take me down because I want you to come to me because I want to get you in a hole. Yeah. I've been very surprised um, in a positive way of um, like how how well Shayna and Ronda have really formatted into the WWE style. Yeah. In the, the you know, hit, hitting the mat and being able to slam people without it looking, uh, you know, um, sloppy. People are constantly playing them off each other. Like, Shane has been so good on with her run as champion. Like, Shane is what everything they want Ronda to be. I'm like, no, they want them to be two completely different people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R- Shayna does not wrestle like Ronda at all. No. They want Ronda to be like the all action, um, like babyface. Yeah. Who takes command and is speedy and stuff and mm. stuff like that. Shayna is the standard ground, um, you know, so conducive to her being a heel. Yeah. And again, this is another thing of Kyrie's that I like. Like, she she compacts herself to try and do a strike. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense if you're smaller. Like, everyone always goes to the clothesline. It's like everybody's go-to for, like, a takedown and stuff. But if you're much smaller than someone, you can't really, like, make yourself big and mm. 
getting knocked down that way. It's better to focus on one bit. And Some of this legwork here from Shane is so vicious. Like the angle she sends him and leg out. I couldn't stop watching um, the ref because I felt she was very vocal yeah. and very like there was a lot of hand movement compared to your male referee. I don't know whether I don't know she she was trying to um, put across. I don't I don't know like the the effort of this being my first match, so I'm gonna make be over exuberant if you will but, but I felt it was she was more panto ref than normal ref I mean, it's not a bad thing but it, she just kept catching my attention from being very hands on it's nasty <laughs> no, I was just like, joint manipulation, oh no! <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Who's caught your eye out of the, the May Young classic lineup this year? Um, it's nice to see. Um, Tony Storm come back yeah um, but I was really looking forward to seeing um, um, oh, what's she called she got injured didn't she Tegan Knox yeah, yeah. Um, I was looking forward to, to seeing her but I, I do believe she's filmed a few rounds hasn't she oh yeah, like, like, yeah. I've not followed spoilers or anything but my understanding is she got injured in a match, and yeah. it's um... yeah. No, in, what I mean is, is that we, you know we can still watch her. You know. Yeah, she will be yeah. in the turn. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think it was like the second show in or something like that. She. Yeah, um, I don't know. The the thing with the May Young Classic is, and it's not the fact that I'm I'm being ignorant towards the the female wrestlers. It's that. I want to try and steer away from, you know, looking at who who's exciting, who's not, and watch it from an outside. Fresh eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is what I did with the the last May Young um, classic, and I enjoyed it much better that way because then I can I can have my own view on just watching them their matches. Yeah. Um, and which is how, you know, I kind of got to know these two. Um, Obviously, I already know Shayna from UFC, but mm -hmm. other than that, I haven't seen her in, you know. Not totally. There's pe people in, again, in, in this tournament who I've not seen, but I know very much like the people we talk to on Twitter really yeah. enjoy. Io Shirai is a classic example of that. Yeah. She's built this reputation as being this great big match wrestler, and I, I'm, this is going to give me the opportunity to see her wrestle. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to stay away from. Um, you know any spoilers and stuff of, yeah. of knowing you know who's who's done what, um, 
which again is the same with the NXT UK tapings, mm. which is so frustrating to the fact that it gets onto Twitter and I'm like, I don't want to know yeah. until it comes onto the network. They're going to be taping again this weekend in Birmingham. Yes. Which is the one that you mentioned earlier on. Yeah. The crown in the NXT Women's Champion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether it's a hint or what, but Tony Storm's central to the picture. Um, or whether that's just... The, the People thing. were complaining about that and like the lineup that they showed there. I'm like, it, what? There's seven women on the poster. That's... Yeah. Probably not going to be the full lineup because I don't know very many seven-person tournaments. No. Um, and apparently, beat uh, beat Pete Dunn is defending at Birmingham, so okay. that'll be nice to see. Um, they announced this morning: Tyler Bay, Pete Dunn versus Wolfgang and. Mark, Mark Coffee, yeah. I just really want them to do story-based stuff, you know, instead of just putting them together for putting them together. So. Yeah. Because that was one thing that I did feel with the Albert Hall stuff. Yeah, the second show especially had a very sort of exhibition style feel. It was just literally, well, you're the best from this division, you're the best from this division, let's do it. Yeah. Rick here for you to coach time. Spear! It's a hell of a spear from um, someone so small. Yeah. That's what I mean about like the low centre of gravity. Into the back. Doing it again. It's not done either. That's smart. I cringed watching that because she she hits her thighs and rolls over mm. instead of it being like the stomach. Thinking that's a hell of a bend to like to hit your thighs. The time for the elbow. The people's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> the pirate's elbow. <laughs> I was losing my mind at this point. Never seen that get kicked out of. The match that made me lose my mind most at SummerSlam was Miz and Brian. That was my favourite match. Yeah, very good match. Very good match. Yeah. That Miz won with the power of a punch. Yeah. Good old William Regal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice spot, um, you know, having Maurice give him the brass knuckles. 
Uh, I don't think they needed the pram there. <laughs> you know, that was a bit odd. Um, but yeah, again, like we, we've been discussing with the different SummerSlam matches, it seemed like it was just a part A. Yeah. Yeah, the build was tremendous. I guess it kind of felt like a shame in this instance if that was the thing to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm happy for them to keep wrestling and you know, yeah, build it up to an even bigger. Well, program. they've. Have you seen the announcement for the uh, Super Showdown? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it Super Showdown Super and not showdown. and not Alan Cell? Yeah, I'm sure it's Super Showdown. October. Yeah. Yes, it will be. Um, of there being a number one contender match. Oh right. Okay. I thought you were going on about the the mixed tag. No, so uh, at Super Showdown, Miz and Daniel Bryan are facing off against each other for a chance to go against the WWE Champion. Right, okay. Uh, which shows, so after Hell in a Cell, the feud's still going. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it kind of, it's flagged because Bree's got involved, so it's got it's going to be Bree and Daniel against yeah. Miz and Reese. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I quite enjoyed SmackDown with that whole um, you know Brie coming out and going straight for Miz decking him yeah, <laughs> yeah that was great yeah but Miz was doing a really good job playing up like oh Brian says I'm too soft well I knocked him out with one punch you yeah. know <laughs> like oh, you little shit but I, I again you know we we discussed um, this on the SummerSlam night that the way that Miz talks and does his promos it feels so real and feels so should you say that sort of thing you know he's good at, at, at crossing the line yikes she wants that elbow again not how she had the, the anchor but in the ropes yeah like a taran tarantula ah This is when you think it could be over. Oh, she pulled a Bret Hart. Loved it. Kyrie Sane's new NXT Women's Champion after 13 minutes and 37 seconds. My favorite national match of the night. Yeah, um, really enjoyed it. I can see why. Um, I can see why you thought it was the best match of the night. Um, you're very pro. Um, Kyra. Yeah, definitely. Um, good finish. Didn't expect that finish. I did think that um, Shayna was going to win there. Yeah. So it was nice to to see that twist. Um, yeah, again, it just shows that um, the women's division in NXT is, you know, super. It's, it's doing really well. Mm. They tend to have very strong champions. Yeah. Asuka was champion forever. Ember moves, not relatively short in terms of in comparison to everyone else. But yeah. if you look at the title reigns in the men's singles division, yeah. like Ember, although she's one of the shortest NXT women's title reigns, she's still longer than like the vast majority of the men's title reigns. Yeah. Yeah, I just love this. Like the transitions that they had together were so smooth. 
they kept me guessing really well. Like, like you say here, I thought Kyrie was done. Really good. I've I've really enjoyed Shane's run as champion and thought this was a best match yet. Yep, I agree. Yeah, my my one my one thing that um, I'm not so keen on with NXT um, is when it gets round to WrestleMania time is you always know who's going to be coming up and who's not and you know with the belt drops and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I just think that you know with stuff like that we maybe need to see a curveball you know thrown in there so that say I don't know the the champion retains still goes up because then it's a shock because he's the champion you won't see him go up and then he drops the belt you know have that because at the moment it's always right they've dropped the belt he's going up you know just changing it around a little bit speaking of surprises we got the return of Demon Finn yes love Demon Finn I very much appreciate it Squash Barry in a minute and a half. Again, that was much appreciated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are like, oh, this cheapens a gimmick. and It's the second biggest show of the year. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not going to pull it out now, when are you going to pull it out? You yeah. Know? Yeah, because I, I was really upset that he didn't bring it out at Mania. You know, oh, okay, the, the whole thing that he brought out was the um, LGBT thing. Yeah. But... It's mania. It's the de- it's the demon. You know that's the main stage for it. I, I bet they just worked it backwards. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be the demon because he's not going to win. What can we do instead? Yeah. And you know he obviously had the, the the shirt with the proceeds and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Becky. And we just missed the NXT UK trailer coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> Better be. Got like six episodes taped. Taping again this weekend. I did wind up reading the spoilers for the Cambridge ones. Right. Um, I'm, I'll, I'm not going to reveal anything, but there's, there's even more people turn up. Okay. For who, who's featured at Albert Hall. Is it story based or would you. The coffees. Yeah. Like, kind of turn heel. Yeah. You'll see a lot of stuff based around that. Oh, right, From okay. what I can gather. Okay. My man. I quite liked his promo that he did on Raw. For him take a wrestling again. Yeah. He was, he was trying to bat down the whole argument of, well, they've done it now. You said it was the last time ever, last time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was the whole reason for the promo of him saying, I originally said no, but I'm going to do it, sort of thing. All right, it's main event time. 
NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa is defending against Johnny Gargano in a last man standing match. This was uh, supposedly the, what the match was rumoured to have supposed to have been at the last takeover. But they didn't want to do it because Shinsuke and AJ was yep. last man standing too. Yeah. So the, this is the big story of the summer on NXT. Tommaso beat Gargano with his arms tied behind his back at the last takeover. Campaigned for a championship match. Got it. And all throughout this, Regal and Candice and lots of people were trying to urge Gargano to move on from Champa. And he just couldn't do it. So when it came time for Champa's title match... Which was... Uh, I didn't have a date. But anyway... During the title match, Gargano basically cost Black the title. Yeah. Tommaso is the champion. Thanos wins. Shit, this is scary. Yeah. I really like Alistair Black. I think he's really, really good. Yeah. I love him. Have you seen... He's got a... A WWE Elite figure coming out. Right. Looks incredible. Yeah. I want it so much, yeah. So here you're seeing Gargano's interference knocking the belt into black. So it's like the next week or the week after Black knocked out Gargano with a black mask and the full sale crowd chanting you deserve it Johnny so we were originally set up for a triple threat match here but Alistair Black had a groin injury from a live event he injured his sack (laughs) (laughs) painful and so they'd done this all who done it and there's a parking lot assault on Black who do you think has done it? Velveteen Dream. Oh. I think, I, I hope, personally, it's going to be Cassius Ono. Ooh. Because Cassius trained Black to wrestle. Right. And I'd like to see them have like a little feud in NXT, really. Yeah, that'd be nice. I think it would freshen Ono up yeah. a bit. And it would... It would help his role as you know being the guy to get people over out like he'll freshen it up mm. but he's this like killer heel people have to come overcome instead of like you know he's, he's just a popular guy yeah loses a lot yeah because he's been in been back and forth in NXT you know he, he was there when it originally started with Seth Rollins and all them guys and mm. then you know, he's now returned. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was probably more world of sport than anything on world of sport. Yeah. <laughs> I got like a granny like granny. Caught up with world of sport uh, when I got back on Monday. What did you think? Uh, fine in general like you say again the, the, the Kirby Osprey match was the, the best thing yeah um, 
What did you think of the shitstorm of the women's thing and how it took Steve Bennett <laughs> forever to do something <laughs> about it? I was just like, what's happening? What? I, f- I thought it was going to lead to it. I remember the holla, 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 <laughs> time match player. <laughs> no, we're getting a battle royal next week for the title. Yeah. The sounds of it. I like Kaylee Ray as champion, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like B Priestley. No, no. I just think it's... My problem is you can't have... I know Vince used to do it in the old Raw, but you can't have someone who's supposed to run the company and be on commentary. Mm. Especially the way that they're doing it, because there's so many things that have happened that like um, Rampage has cheated to win. And Stu Bennett doesn't do anything about it. He just sits there and watches it. Mm. And you're just like, what? I don't... I, I can't get into that. It's alright, you know. I, I, I still watch it. With his um, Venom jacket. Yes, very fitting. Where he is in the story. It's been a very divisive feud in general. Mm. Do you think it's gone on for long enough? Should they be knocking it on the head soon? Or are, you, are you keen to see more? I think they should knock it on the head. Yeah? Yeah. Not, knock some board of it, but I just think that it will get to that of, oh God, not another. Mm. You know, I think there's there's a point of, you know, you want to you bookend it. You don't want it to be, oh well, the last few pages are shit, you don't need to read it. Jerry Seinfeld was interviewed about when Seinfeld ended and people were like, about how he's constantly asked, oh, are you going to bring it back? And he's like, well, because you're asking me that, that just shows that I ended it at the right time. Yeah. Because we obviously haven't outstayed our welcome. So that's, it's finding the right peak yeah. to blow things off at. I was excited for this match being triple threat. I thought it was a great shame that at least two injured to Mm. for them to do that I thought that'd be a, a nice twist on it um, then you could have had like a war games feud have some champa pick a team Gargano pick a team mm. and then the takeover after that have the ball off yeah because war games is the next one isn't it yes it is yeah, yeah. So, um, did you hear much about this Alexa Bliss, um, uh, Sasha Banks thing about them not liking each other? I've heard that, yeah, it crops up every now and then, like, um, people speculate, well, that's why their matches together are so good compared to what Alexa's capable of. Yeah. In general, um, I heard like early on in Alexa's NXT career, uh, she wrestled Sasha and accidentally got roughed up a bit, and that's where the animosity started. Yeah, but um, I guess it's all cropped up again because Trish is wrestling Alexa at Evolution and not Sasha. Yeah, well, um, so Rosenberg has his own show, 
And this week after SummerSlam, um, he interviewed Sasha and said, you know, we all know that there's a massive feud between you and Alexa. You know, is there, is there anything true about this? And Sasha just basically said, well, I'm just doing my job. Like, completely blackballed it. Um, and he, he said, so if, you know, if WWE said, wrestle Alexa, would you? And she said, well, it's my job. If they said I had to, then I would. And then he said, do you want to? And she said, no. And, you know, so you take from that what you will. Mm -hmm. um, and then he said, you know, who do you want to wrestle? And she said, I'd like to wrestle Trish or me and Bailey against Trish and Lita. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, just her responses to what Rosenberg was saying, I was like, ooh, shit. Yeah. We first press, I don't see that too often. Old school Austin. Yeah. Alright, we've only got three matches left of SummerSlam the profile whilst this is going on. I appreciate it. It was actually shorter than usual. We got it done pretty much within four hours on the main show at least. Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were thinking that it, it would go over a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was quite efficient. That's what I liked about having like the short matches as yeah. a palate cleanser, a palate cleanser style thing. So Shinsuke retained his United States title against Jeff Hardy. Pretty inoffensive bout, but I think they suffered from where they were on the card, basically. Yeah, um, I'm not a massive fan of what what they're doing with the belt at the moment. It just seems they're doing it for doing its sake. Yeah. Um, I think the the big thing from the match wasn't even a, a move, if you will. It was Jeff off the top onto the edge of the ring. That was kind of the move of the match. And, yeah. You know, that kind of says it says it all about that match. Playing, playing up to the hole, he's not going to do what the crowd wants him to do. Stick. Yeah. yeah. Where where do we stand with you know what's come out with Randy and them him still being on telly? Do you just think they're just ignoring it and just just going on with? Yeah, they will investigate. Yeah, oh, yeah. sure they will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> against the guy, they deliberately change the way the wellness policy system works yeah. so that he's not one strike away from losing his job. Yeah, it's pathetic, really. Like this whole. Lads, lads, like rib culture. Yeah. Oh, there go the mats. Whenever I see this, I think of like Austin and Angle in one Yeah. And just cringe like, oh, because like within six months. Austin's like taking his ball and going home because his neck's so fucked. Yeah. The semi-main event of SummerSlam saw Ronda Rousey defeat Alexa Bliss to become the new Raw Women's Champion. Just under five minutes. Bit messy, but it was what it needed to be in terms of a booking. Yeah. Um, enjoyed it. Again, thought Ronda did ace considering, you know, where she's come from. Um... I thought Alexa was the 
perfect person really to, to drop the belt to Ronda. Um, I think the best spot was when Alexa shit herself and Ronda sat in the middle of the ring and just said, look, I'll shut my eyes. You come get me. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, like, like I say, it was what it was. Right thing to do with the personnel involved if you're going to put them together, I think, yeah. Yeah. But I, I also... I like the idea that they are not putting Ronda across like they put Brock across mm-hmm. in the fact that I think Ronda's beatable. Whereas you go, you look at Brock and you think the way that they've booked him is this monster who nobody can beat other than Roman. <laughs> um, but I, I think that the way that they, they're booking Ronda, yes, she's this powerhouse that'll just that's looking to break anyone's arm, but I do think she's beatable. So, you know, I think that's good. Oh, Jesus. Air crashed through the table. Didn't even have a chance to get rid of the monitors and stuff. Mm. What do you think to the um, the Nightman makeup from the <laughs> Black Swan. That, yeah, Black Swan, yeah. 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 I, 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 I've heard that is genuinely what they were going for. Really? Yeah. Or it was supposed to be like a post-apocalyptic thing. Right. And that's why she was in all black instead of the black and the, and the white tank top. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she should do it again. No. <laughs> um, it's a shame that that's what she's wearing for her first WWE reign. Because now yeah. that's pictures everywhere. It's because they didn't go far enough. Yeah, it's like half-hearted. Yeah, to do a bit on the face and stuff. Go, go all in like Jeff or Finn. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. Maybe put a tutu on. <laughs> <laughs> Ballet shoes. Yeah, I, talking of um, face paint and stuff, I thought Finn's was incredible. Um, and Jeff's creeps me out but <laughs> it, it is it's amazing it looks like a frog it's like who's, <laughs> whose eyes are open and you know, yeah yeah at what point is he looking at me <laughs> well you, you mentioned the, the swan tongue to the apron yeah when he did that he closed his eyes immediately so like the, uh, yeah. the mask eyes are staring at you and of course the main event of SummerSlam saw Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar at last Woo-hoo! to become a new Universal Champion. A three-year journey yeah. has been completed. Fucking finally. Uh, I thought it was quite smart. Braun warned them, I'm going to be cashing in, so you better watch out. So it gave them much more urgency. Yeah. Um, it kept you hooked. I think it's a shame that, you know, what came of the ending and stuff, Brock looked a bit stupid focusing on Braun too much. Yeah. It's a shame, like Braun wasn't in a position to cash in. Yeah, people felt kind of robbed of a moment that you know they they weren't expecting anyway. But it's you know. Yeah, I do think that they they could go down that line storyline wise, in that Braun was the reason that Brock lost, in that 
Brock took his eyes off Roman. Yeah. Because in Brock's eyes, he was going to beat Roman, so he was ready for Braun. Mm. So storyline-wise, they could go down that route, you know, whenever Brock decides to sign his massive paycheck and come back. I liked uh, Braun called him a beastie boy again. <laughs> he looked so pissed off with that. <laughs> the fans really got into it. I'm looking at you, and I'm looking at you, beastie boy. <laughs> well, one of the beastie boys is sadly passed away, so, you know, there's, there's a spot open for you, Brock. There is, yeah, yeah. My name's Brock Allen, I rock the mic. <laughs> I don't like wrestling kids, that is shite. <laughs> oh, God. They missed a trick there, because... Um, they could have done No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah! Brooklyn. <laughs> they really missed a trick there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thing is, uh, there's a picture circulating with um, Braun and his missus. Yeah. Have you seen the, the I, what she's wearing? It's, it's a shirt and it's like, uh, I get these hands yeah. or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I take it Braun don't need Twitter anymore. <laughs> no, uh, no Tinder. No T- Tinder. Sorry, yeah. Tinder. Big man looking for love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So after the the title match, we then get to Raw. Yeah. And a lot of people. Like jumped on board with it, and I'm I'm quite happy in that Roman, being the good champ that he is, said I'll give Finn his, his shot that yeah. he deserves, which I quite liked, and you know the the fans were on board with it, which was really good. And like I mentioned earlier, that it was during that match, the Roman and Finn match, where this guy obviously felt the need to kick off mm. with Roman and security got in the way but it's it's very clear to see during the match you know people are looking around like shit what, what's going on and it was only till later like it got posted up online that that was the reason that this guy was just shouting obscenities at Roman and telling him to suck it and you know and obviously security had had enough and yeah. chucked him and his mates out mental I heard it was a really good match best Finn and Roman have had in a while. Yeah, and there was a small, small part of me that did think Finn was going to win. Um, and then Braun came out again, said I'm going to have one of you two. Um, he went to cash in, and oh my god, Shield reunion. <gasps> yeah, but not just a Shield reunion of Dean and Seth coming out like. A holy shit, the shield graphic, they had the shield stuff on, it was the actual shield. Yeah. Fuck. Um, my only thing with that is I think that Braun should have cashed in. Like, actually cashed the thing in. Mm-hmm. And the shield then stopped him from winning, Roman pinned. That would have been right, a better okay. finish, I, I think, anyway, um, than they came and interrupted it before the bell rang. But, you know, we'll see where they go with Braun and the briefcase. I do think eventually we'll have the belt at some point. Yeah. 
Which is nothing wrong with it. I just I don't feel it like he needs that briefcase. I think he can do it without the briefcase. Mm. This is a really weird spot for me. Like, why is the table that way around? Yeah, you know, any false move there, and that's in your back. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very, very weird spot. So, another thing on Raw as well, just to um, talk about, is the go home thing. Um, Angle is now gone. Mm. Um, and Corby is now our general manager. Jesus Christ. Uh, but I, I believe he's, he's taking time off. You know, they, they've just put in storyline that he's, that they're giving him time away, but I, I believe that he, he's, he's asked for time off. Right. So I don't, I don't know the specifics of why, but, The other thing about the, the Raw women's title match, um, they had so many like uh, accoutrements to it that didn't. I'm, I'm glad they didn't overthink it and like pile on because yeah. because you had Nikki and Brie at ringside, you had Natalia at ringside, and you know didn't overthink it. Just let them celebrate with Ronda, and yeah. Ronda goes off and celebrate herself. Yeah. And then I quite liked the segment on Raw. Um, the fact that Stephanie came down with, you know, um, kind of got Ronda in the ring and said, well done and stuff. And then Ronda, uh, sorry, all the women were outside the ring and Ronda said, well, no, I want the women in the ring. I'm not better than them. You know, we're, we're in this together, which got a huge pop, which, was, you know, I thought was nice. And by all accounts from people in the locker room they all say that you know Ronda's one of them she's not someone who flies in does her stuff and goes she's yeah. actually a, you know a wrestler she's which is really nice to see oh series of Project yeah. Champers here yeah um, and Sasha says that in her interview with uh uh, Rosenberg as well right in that um, Rosenberg said are you ready to fight Ronda and she said well at the beginning when she first came in I was thinking I, I don't need this you know she's coming in and she's stealing stuff that we've worked our asses off for hmm. but then she said the more that she got to know Ronda and she she saw that she would work out with the girls and she'd get involved with everything that they wanted to do um, she was very much on board with her now and she said I'd love to do some stuff with Ronda mm-hmm. so it just shows how she's changed the mindset of you know people in there since she's she's come over oh god Johnny wipe your nose boogie boogie boogie, boogie. <laughs> what was your favourite SummerSlam match 
The return of Triple H against King Booker. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I mean from from from, from this week's. Ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, not ever. <laughs> this week's. Um, that 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 was a joke, by the way. That is not my favourite SummerSlam match ever. Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, from this past Sunday. Oof. Dolphin Seth. Yeah. I really enjoyed that match. And I don't know whether it's because I was fully into it because it was the first match and I was excited for SummerSlam. But I just, like, everything about it was really good. Mm. Yeah, I'd say it exceeded my expectations. Mm. And uh, they put it in the right spot of the show. And they... I mean, like I said, it probably was a little bit long. But in general, they played the role of that type of match quite yeah. well what about you Miz and Brian Miz and Brian yeah um, I think that was the one where I'm like uh, it, I was like yeah I can see where they're going with this um, yeah. it, it like because it wasn't Miz cheated Brian out of it which is kind of the way you want to go to keep it going yeah um, oh my favourite spot from the feud I forgot about this uh, so do you remember uh, Miz was out in the ring like bragging about beating Brian and stuff and he had like an entourage yes and yeah, he yeah, had the, yeah. the, the velvet rope and stuff and VIP and Brian talks to the guards and stuff and then very calmly opens up the velvet yeah. rope <laughs> and pins it back on marking <laughs> um, out so hard yeah, I, the best thing that he, he said to The Miz on SmackDown after SummerSlam was, what was it? Um, you, you're a wrestler cosplaying as a Hollywood star. Oh, that was brilliant. Because oh. he's not wrong. He's not wrong. You know, I know, I know that he's a fantastic wrestler, but that was kind of his in, wasn't it, into wrestling? Yeah. But no, it was my favourite because it not only delivered, in, it had the best combination of delivering in the ring and setting up for the future. Yeah. Some of the others, like, they sacrificed too much thinking of the future. Yeah. Think, um, yeah, yeah, I agree. See, that bit, I didn't understand when. Champo's there and he pushes the, the chair towards Gargano Gargano could have just picked the chair up <sighs> must hurt on the boards this made me cringe so bad Oh boy. Angel's wings on the steps. This is really the first portion of the match where I was properly aware of the count. Yeah. Like... 
the way they were fighting early, the clock, it's the last man standing match. It's just like, just like the, the ebb and flow of a fight. Yeah. Yeah, because mo- moving forward from this, every move that they do is now just to set up the count. Um, you know, they, they try and get a big move in there. Mm-hmm. But this is this is my example of we were talking before about um, it being PG but still being like hardcore in a way. Yeah. In him cutting the rope here, so we can get the ring up and mm. showing the wood. You know, it's it's still showing that it's for all audiences, but for for us that kind of review stuff like this and watch it closely it's kind of they're taking that extra step of if he doesn't move on that wood like holy shit Mm -hmm. it's not really something I've seen in WWE no TNA Bully Ray would do this the wooden planks it's mental to think that that is just what's under the ring yeah and you know all these slams that they do and stuff like that just I think personally my favourite match in their feud I guess it was the New Orleans match or the one where Johnny actually won yes this is what they do well like storyline moments yeah yeah that could fly anywhere. Yeah. Well, we do get a spot like this when we go That's true, that's true. Well, this is another example of a tag team that's better as singles. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't a fan of them as a tag team at all. Like, oh, really? I, I didn't... No, I just couldn't grasp into them. But as soon as... I got the turn from Champa, and they had the singles rivalry. I was straight away into it, and I thought this is this is great. But I don't know, you know, it's it's everyone's got their own. Ah, what a move! But I mean, every, you know, everyone's got their own their own feelings, haven't they? Yeah. I completely forgot that Gargano was in TNA. Was he? Yeah. What did he do? Um, I was doing some research on um, EC3 and um, Gargano came up of him having a, a few matches. Wow.
every time I hear Mara do the Torpedo I just think of did you ever see that that gif of uh, it's it like a protester that leapt over a barricade to get the Confederate flag ripped down. Yeah. Yeah. Someone someone added uh, Morrow with that clip and it's like Torpedo Suicida. Oh Jesus! That production that, guy got it in the head. And it it wasn't the same guy that we saw on SummerSlam. No. Oh, look out! Through the barricade. Piling it on. <laughs> He's piling the guy on. <laughs> there goes the timekeeper's desk. Oh my god! Jesus! Oh, that suitcase got well battered. I can't seem to find it, but I'm... He wasn't in it long, but he, he like, he did one or two matches. Hmm. I was like, I suppose that's why they don't touch on it. You know. You should try a um, cage match. Because you can actually search for the, for the match. Or... All right. Oh, and here come the handcuffs again. You know, when I was growing up, I thought I quit matches were when one guy was tied up in handcuffs all throughout the match. Ah. Because of you know, the, the Rock and Mick yeah. Foley one. Yeah. Like, they'd only ever show highlights from the end of the match when Mick Foley was cuffed up. Mm. So I'm like, oh, that must be what all my like, quick matches are like. <laughs> I'm talking to people on Twitter about like these wild brawl, like arena wide brawls like this, and it made me remember the, the empty arena match for halftime heat. I realised I'd not actually seen that match in full before. Right. So I went back and found it on, on Heat. They need to put Heat and Velocity on the network. Well, Heat's up there, up to... Basically the first year's up. Yeah. That wasn't the best time, though. <laughs> of, of Heat, anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see when they get to putting it up when it's like uh, 2000 
because like midway through 2000 it got this big makeover for being on MTV yeah and the the version of Heat that America got was very different to the version that we got really like uh, it was Michael Cole Kevin Kelly and some wrestler would like host it in WWF New York right and they'd cut to the matches that were pre-taped before Smackdown right. and they'd commentate on it live in the yeah uh, in, in the restaurant oh. whereas we just got a like, plain one and it was like a coach or Kevin yeah. Kelly whoever like dubbed in commentary in the arena and stuff oh. interesting and Champa can only stay up thanks to the crutch <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite. <laughs> it's not human. It's not human. Oh, I'll tell you what else I watched as well. There's this Australian wrestling show that's on Amazon Prime now. Right. It's called Underworld Wrestling. All right. Um, it's like... It's quite clever, actually. So it's like this big underground fight club and people build up points by winning. You get a certain amount of points for pinfall wins, account wins, or knockouts. Oh. And once you get... Eight points, you can cash it in and get a championship oh, match. That's cool. And um, they made out that this is like long-standing underground tradition, and this is just the first time that it's been open to the public. And so people are already on like certain amounts of points, as if you're just diving into a specific point in the story. Oh, that's cool. So I'm guessing that it's the same setup as as Lucha. Like as in, it's a similar episode. sort of thing. Yeah, um, it's quite cool. They have this like SummerSlam '98 style gate, right? Um, but you never see anyone come out of it because they have to cut the music, yeah. copyright and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so every match is like ten minute time limit. Once the ten limit time limit expires, uh, somebody from the back can come and join in the match and try and get the points themselves and the first person to reach a ring joins the match and it becomes a triple threat oh. and then that goes on for 10 minutes and you know it, yeah. they'd keep adding to it theoretically that's cool here we go this is the beginning of the end <laughs> <laughs> this is where we get very uh I really liked just a while ago in the match 
Champa broke the count by going off the apron and yeah. out to the floor. That was really nice. These guys are both fucking real jacked, man. Look at real jacked, baby. Going a bit Ultimate Warrior here, isn't he? Speak to me, Warriors! He's pleading with him now. It's what I really liked about the New Orleans one. He wasn't buying any of the shit. Yeah. Just like, no. That's where Johnny Gargano became Johnny Knoxville. Again, this is very divisive. Yeah. I personally don't like it. No, I I honestly thought that Gargano was just going to get up in time. And, you know... But... <sighs> it slides down. I suppose it, it, it goes back to before the match... Uh, not before the match, sorry, halfway through the match. Um, he does similar, doesn't he, when he's on the ring and he slides off the, the ring. To the apron, yeah. So, so Tommaso Ciampa retains after 33 minutes and 42 seconds. I I really enjoyed the match. I just, like I say, um, Ricochet and Adam Cole picked it for me. Mm. But um, very good match. Again, you know, I love the storytelling side of it. Um, I'm happy to see where this goes. I'd ideally like them to bookend it soon of Champa and Gargano. Yeah. It's the right call having Champa keep the title. Yeah. I enjoyed it as well. I thought maybe one of the weaker matches in the rivalry. Yeah. But still very good. I suppose one, one way they could do is if they had that it was Champa that took Alistair out mm-hmm. saying that he wanted Gargano again because you saw him go by and he's like clutching his belt yeah. like, precious precious um, I've just had a look it wasn't um, TNA it was Evolve and I oh mis- yes I misread it because it said against numerous TNA alumni yes well it was uh, it was like an interpromotional Feud yeah. thing. So it was EC3, Galloway, and a few other guys were, were kind of like invading of all as TNA roster yeah. members. Right. So that's probably where the, the TNA came into yeah. it. Yeah. Thoughts on the show in general? Amazing. Amazing. Um, we say this every time we watch a takeover. The they don't do anything wrong. In fact, <laughs> as weird as it sounds, I'd like them to do something wrong for us to point <laughs> it out because it, you know, it just, they're good. The takeover shows are brilliant. Yeah. 
again, I do think that TakeOver was better than SummerSlam, personally. I'd agree with that, yeah. I thought SummerSlam was pretty good this year, like, like a bit of an improvement. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it. You know, it was still a big card, but you had the little squashes that streamlined it a little bit. Yeah. It, it was, it's a show, like, I'm, I'm very happy to watch it live. Yeah. Uh, as it's happening and stuff. There's a bunch of stuff in it that, you know, if I wouldn't go back to watch after the fact, yeah. but I appreciate them in the moment in time that they yeah. are. So, like, I wouldn't watch that Braun match of a Finn match again. Yeah, but as you're watching it, it yeah. makes sense. In the context of the show, I'm fine yeah. with it. It helped me enjoy it a bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, again, it's just, it felt like they're saving stuff up for the future. And, yeah. Uh, sometimes it felt like the matches only existed as a starting point as opposed to them giving us something worthwhile for now yeah. as well as helping out for the future. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But yeah, we take all those happy to watch out all these matches. Mm-hmm. Know, it's not a match where I think, well, that was a bit of a waste or anything. Yeah. I think um, I think it puts us in good stead for Hell in a Cell and then also for War Games. Um yeah, like I say, NXT left me excited for what's to come. Yeah. I I actually <laughs> really wanted a new episode of NXT on Wednesday. Mm. But obviously we didn't get it because of the it being the pre-show stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's still a little niggly thing for me, that it's not live. Mm. That sometimes on Twitter I get caught up in the spoiler and I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Um, I I do like to try and watch NXT without knowing, you know what's yeah, what's going to come. Yeah. Next week's going to be good, with it being the first of a new batch. Yeah. They're, they're probably going to be taping it tonight, or yeah. they might have been taping it last night. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that and you got the Mayun Classic bracketology after that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to be good. When when does that start? The week after September the 5th. Right. It's the, the first in-ring bit. Yeah. So next week it's the introduce all the competitors bit. Cool. They're taking Johnny away here. Now I notice here, um, they tell him to sit down. I think it's like just play it where you sat down. Cause he's gonna get up, and this this guy puts his arm around him and says, "No, sit." And like he stays like that. Mm. Well, because you see him. Let's take it back a little bit. Like it, I found it quite obvious, like him telling him to do that. Yeah. Because you can see that Gargano just wants to get up and get to the back. Mm. They had to get like the one final shot in, mm. didn't they? It's weird seeing the hair on his legs. Yeah. Like he must walk around like a like a soccer player or something, and he's not got. <laughs> 
So the, the guy with the hair, watch him. Yeah, yeah. So whether he's like a, a producer, I don't know. Mm. But that'll wrap up the show then. Mm. There's Champa back. So thanks everyone for listening. Remember, you can. Follow us on Twitter to keep up with our comings and goings at TNW Podcast. We're also on Facebook, but barely. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, barely. We, to be fair, we do need to try and get more active on that. Yeah. I've just been busy with bits and bats, but we will have an Instagram up and running soon. We being Kyle, because I do not understand Instagram for the life of me. Okay, so I expect a lot of Triple H pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> TNW heart Triple H. <laughs> if you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to give us a five-star rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast. You can follow our SoundCloud page. And we're also on Stitcher Radio. Next time, I think... We're going to try and do something progress related again? Yes. So we were going to originally do a show on the last Progress Manchester show that we went to and, and everyone got ill and we couldn't take before I went to America. So we're going to try and look at it anyway just because we're in the build up to Progress's biggest ever show in general at Wembley. So yeah, and the, the show in Manchester was incredible. So yeah. we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about. Absolutely. So it's a goodbye from Kyle. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. That's goodbye from me. I'll catch you down the road. Stage freeze, just do it.